0: Let's pray. Dear God, our Father, that is our desire this morning. Sweet will of God, fold us into You, to Your image, into Your design, into Your power, into Your presence. We just pray, Father, that this last message here this morning, as You bring all these little pieces together, we just trust that You will do that. Father, that You would give me a clear mind and anointed lips. Father, that the message would be of you and for you. And Father, that it would work in us that which you desire it to do. We pray it in Jesus' precious name. Amen. You may be seated. we got a got a quite a jog here this morning before us, and I'd like to, <clears throat> I don't know how if we're going to have the time to do this or not, but we're just going to press in. So it might be a little rapid this morning, but I think I just want to go to the 14th chapter of St. John, and I'd like to just start reading, and I think we're just going to read through the 17th chapter. And I just want you to think about this in the context of what Jesus was telling His disciples. They were getting ready to leave this earth, or He was getting ready to leave this earth, to go to be crucified. And He says one place in there that I'm not going to speak much to you after this because uh, that evil one of this world cometh and he hath not nothing in me. And as we look at this, and then we're going to... Lord willing, we're going to go to the, to the book of 1 John and we're going to try to work our way through the crumbs that we've left untu- untouched this week. We'd like to just get all, through even all the hard passages. We just want to just let this thing hopefully kind of come together in our minds. So let's just get started. I'm just going to read straight through from the 14th chapter through the 17th chapter. Jesus speaking here. Let, your, let not your heart be troubled. And Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? And Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If ye had known me, ye should have known my Father also. And from henceforth ye know him, and have seen him. Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Jesus saith unto him, Have I been so long with time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father, and how sayest then thou, show us the Father? Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very works' sake. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, he shall do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And if ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. If ye love me, keep my commandments." And I will pray the Father, and He will give you another Comforter, that He may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth Him not, neither knoweth Him. But ye know Him, for He dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. Catch that. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you, yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more. But ye see me, because I live, ye shall live also. At that day ye shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I in you. He that hath my commandments, and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him, and will manifest myself to him. Judas saith unto him, not Iscariot, Lord, how is it that thou will manifest thyself unto us, and not unto the world? Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and we will come unto him, and make our abode with him. Note that. Make our abode with him. And he that loveth me not, keepeth not my sayings, and the word which ye hear, Is not mine, but it's the Father's which sent me. These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. I can hardly stop and not expound on these verses. Isn't this rich? And, and, and some of the teaching we've been having, I don't know if, how full your minds are, but is some of this clicking now back into this? Just think of that. We may go through some of this some more. Let's see, was I at the end of the 26th verse? Verse 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Ye have heard how I have said unto you, I go away and come again unto you. If you loved me, you would rejoice, because I said, I go unto, my, unto the Father, for my Father is greater than I. And now I told you, I, and now I have told you before it come to pass, that when it come to pass, ye might believe. Hereafter I will not talk much with you, for the prince of this world cometh, and hath nothing in me. But, the wor- but that the world may know that I love the Father, and as the Father gave me commandment, even so I do arise. Let us go hence. I am the true vine, and my Father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away, and every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now are ye clean through the word which I have spoken unto me. Abide in me. Note that. And I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, and ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. Praise the Lord. For without me ye can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. This is again, he said it for the second time. Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. And as the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my word. Ye are my friends, if ye do whatsoever I command you. Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servants know what, know not what his Lord doeth, but I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard of my Father I have made known unto you. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. Catch that. And that whatsoever ye ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you the third time. These things I command you, that you love one another. If the world hate you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If ye were of the world, the world would love his own. But because ye are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. Remember that? Remember the word that I have said unto you. The servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my saying, they will keep yours also. But all these things will they do unto you for my name's sake, because they know not him that sent me. And if I had not come and spoken unto them, they had not sinned, but now they have no cloak for their sin. He that hateth me, Hateth my father also. If I had not done if I had not done among them the works which I which none other man did, they had not sinned. They had not had sin. But now have they both seen and hated both me and my father. But this cometh to pass, that the word might be fulfilled, that is written in their law, they hated me without a cause. But when the comforter is come, which I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceedeth from the Father, he shall testify of me. And ye also shall bear witness, because ye have been with me from the beginning. These things have I spoken unto you, that ye should not be offended. They shall put you out of the synagogues. Yea, the time cometh whenever, that whosoever killeth you will think he do, that he doeth God's service. And these things will they do unto you, because they have not known the Father, nor me. But these things have I told you, that when the time come, ye may remember that I told you of them. And these things I said not unto you at the beginning, because I was with you. But now I go my way to him that sent me. And none of you asketh me whither goest thou. But because I have said these things unto you, sorrow hath filled your hearts. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he has come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin because they believe not on me. Of righteousness because I go to my Father and ye see me no more. Of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. I have yet many things to say unto you, but ye cannot bear them. Now, how be it? When he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. Can you believe this is us that is going to be getting, that is experiencing this reality? He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine and show it unto you. All things that the Father hath are mine. Therefore I say, he shall take of mine and shall show it unto you. A little while and ye shall see me and again a little while and ye shall i'm sorry a little while and ye shall not see me and again a little while and ye shall see me because i go to the father then said some of his disciples among themselves what is this that he saith unto us a little while and ye shall not see me and again a little while and i and ye shall see me and because i go to the father and they said, Therefore, what is this that he saith a little while? We cannot tell what he saith. Now Jesus knew that they were desirous to ask him, and said unto them, Do you yet do you inquire among yourselves of what I said, A little while, and ye shall not see me, and again a little while, and ye shall see me? Verily, verily, I say unto you, that ye shall weep and lament, but the world shall rejoice, and ye shall be sorrowful, but your sorrow shall be turned into joy. A woman, when she is in travail, hath sorrow, because her hour is come. But as soon as she is delivered of the child, she remembereth no more the anguish for the joy that a man is born into the world. And ye now, therefore, have sorrow. But I will see you again, and your heart shall rejoice. And your joy no man taketh from you. And in that day ye shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever ye shall ask, Whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. The fourth time. Hitherto ye have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and ye shall receive, that your joy may be full. These things have I spoken unto you in Proverbs. But the time cometh when I shall no more speak unto you in Proverbs. But I shall show you plainly of the Father. At that day ye shall ask in my name. And I say not unto you, "...that I will pray the Father for you, for the Father himself loveth you, because you have loved me, and believed that I came out from God. And I came forth from the Father, and am come into the world. And again I leave the world, and go to the Father. And his disciples said unto him, Lo, now thou speakest plainly, and speaketh no proverbs. Now we are sure that thou knowest all things." And needest not that any man should ask thee. By this we believe that thou comest forth from God. Jesus answered them, Do ye now believe? Behold, the hour cometh, yea, and now is come, that ye shall be scattered, and every man to his own, and shall leave me alone. And yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. These things have I spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. These words spake Jesus, and lifted up His eyes to heaven, and said, I just want to say this, when Jesus, the Son of God, that, can speak, that spake nothing but what the Father told Him, prayed something back to God, we get a very unique window into the very heart of God. And this is what he says, Father, the hour is come, glorify thy Son, that thy Son may also glorify thee, as thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. And this is eternal life, that they may know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. I have glorified Thee on the earth. I have finished the work which Thou gavest me to do. And now, O Father, glorify Thou me with Thine own self, with the glory which I had with Thee before the world was. I have manifested Thy name unto the men which Thou gavest me out of the world. Thine they were, and Thou gavest them me, and they have kept Thy word. Now they, that, now they have known that all things whatsoever thou hast given me are of thee. For I have given unto them the words which thou gavest me. And they have received them. And they have known surely that I have come out from thee. And they have believed that thou didst send me. I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but for them which thou hast given me. For they are Thine, and all Mine are Thine, and all Thine are Mine, and I am glorified in them. And now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world. And I come to Thee, Holy Father, keep through Thine own name those whom Thou hast given Me, that they may be one as we are. Well, while I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. Those that thou gavest me I have kept, and none of them is lost, but the son of perdition that the Scriptures might be fulfilled. And now I come to thee, and these things I speak in the world, that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them thy word, and the world hath hated them. Sound familiar? because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. As thou hast sent Me unto the world, even so also I sent them into the world. And for their sakes I sanctify myself, that they also might be sanctified through the truth. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. You see how important the anointing is? Their word. That they all may be one as thou, Father, art in me and I in thee. That they also may be one in us. That the world may believe that thou hast sent me. And the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them. Wow. That they may be one even as we are one. I in them and thou in me that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that Thou hast sent me and hast loved them as Thou hast loved me. Father, I will that they also, whom Thou hast given me, be with me where I am. That's Jesus' heart. It's not going to be long now, folks. But we have a work to do. That they may behold my glory, which Thou hast given me, for Thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, the world hath not known Thee, but I have known Thee, and these I, and these have I, have known that Thou hast sent me, and I have declared them Thy name, and will declare it, that the love wherewith Thou hast loved me may be in them. Does that sound familiar? And I in them. Ah, it's rich. Let's turn over to First John. pretty short-term memory especially under pressure Let's get started. We hope to, to, uh, to pick up some crumbs, some pieces that we didn't, maybe didn't uh, catch as we were going through earlier. But the primary thought we'd like today to come out is the blessing, the blessing of being a child of God and His seed remaining in us. For His seed remaineth is the title of our thoughts this morning. I think we're going to just start in in the second chapter, and I want to read verses three through five in the second chapter. And hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. He that saith I know him and keepeth not his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoso keepeth his word, verily is the love of in him verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby we know that we are in him. Do you remember what we read there in the 14th chapter in the 15th verse? And on down in the 21st, 23rd, 24th verses, there's a love commandment relationship. I believe I'll just turn back real quickly to that. If you love me, keep my commandments, he says in John 14:15. In John 14:21, and he that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. This manifesting of himself to us comes, and, and, and we've been exploring this thing all week, how it's, it's not heavy on one side or the other. The primary, probably the largest side of this, I shouldn't say probably, the largest side of this is what God is doing and can do in us. The power is of Him. And yet He is requiring such a leaning towards Him and a purposing of heart and a keeping and a reading of His commandments. And then in the 23rd and 24th verses, If a man love me, he will keep my words and my Father will love him and we will come into him and make our abode with him. He that loveth me keepeth not He that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings and the word which ye hear is not mine but it's the father's He's put an imperative on us brothers and sisters He's put an imperative on us to make his commandments his word precious to us And I tell you what I am so blessed I am convicted I am chastised by your faithfulness in the word, these brothers that put this this uh, that are staff here, brethren, you have inspired me by your knowledge and your faithfulness in the word of God. And I'm going to go home, and I am going to try to make the word a much deeper, richer part of my everyday. We know these things. And yet they slip from time to time. I just want to encourage us: stay in the Word, because He says, "Thy Word is truth," and we are sanctified by that truth. You remember what it says there? In, uh I can't remember if it's Peter or Ephesians, where he, the wa- the husband is washing his wife by the water of the Word. He is he is cleansing he- her. He is encouraging her in leadership. He is is nurturing her forward and blessing her by leading out as the head of the home in the Word of God. And that's like our husband. If we will be in the Word, if we will seek His commandments, He will purify us, He will sanctify us, and we will grow in Him. Let's uh, move on down to the 24th verse. 24-27 to I know we touched on this yesterday from the aspect of that which was from the beginning. And, and, and talking in Jude about the faith once delivered. But I'd like to approach this from a different angle. Let that therefore abide in you which ye have heard from the beginning. If that which ye have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, ye also shall continue in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that He hath promised us, even eternal life. These things have I written unto you concerning them that seduce you. But the anointing which ye have received of Him abideth in you. And ye need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teacheth you of all things. And this is truth, and is no lie, even as it hath taught you. He Mm. shall abide in Him. And now, little children, abide in Him. That when He shall appear, we may have confidence and may not be ashamed before Him at His coming. There is something very precious that I want us to get here. That when we are born of God, He doesn't just take off on us. You remember the very precious Scripture from... um, Hebrews 13 and verse 5. Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as ye have. For he saith, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee, so that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. This is very precious. These promises that He has given us. And I'm sure that we we understand this at this point. I'm I'm sure that this is not, but I just want to make this very clear. Eternal life is not speaking just about getting to the other side and living forever. But eternal life is the essence of God. God. From eternity past to eternity future. And we get to be a part of that. And right now, right now, that thing is in us. Not just with us, but in us. And it abideth in there, it stays there. And that's why John is so jealous, because he says, Be careful. Make sure you're not letting things get in there that are going to chase away as Brother John Michael has been talking about these things that grieve. You see, this is a relationship with God as He has said. And these things are grieving and they're quenching and they're, they're pushing away. The Holy Ghost. And we want Him to be front center. We want Him to be the very power source of our lives. That anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you, and ye need not that any man teach you. And I think that's we talked a little bit about that yesterday. But there is just a—it's just amazing. I, I heard this story that there was a a sister that that was a first generation Christian, and she came to the Lord in I can't remember somewhere in South America, and she hadn't been a she was just a baby. In the, in the Lord. And someone came through there. I think it was a nephew or a, a, one of her acquaintances. And he had a live-in girlfriend. And she invited them in and fed them a meal and was so glad that they came. But when it come nighttime, she said, You're going to sleep here, and you're going to sleep here. And the brother that was sharing this story said, How did she know that? You know, I've heard it said like this before. If you, all hearts are on the same tone or tune or key because they're tuned by the master tuning fork or the master tuner. This spirit is in us. And, and this thing is what connects us. You know, I, I don't know how it was for you, but I was so blessed when those young men came up to our circle last night. Couldn't you see the, 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 the joy, fellowship? I mean, we are connecting with these people. I've got it right here on my t-shirt. And, and he was just so excited to sing. Oh, yes, can we sing another one? And that's what that is. It's the joy of the Holy Ghost resounding throughout us and teaching us th- those things and giving us Wisdom. I wanted. To, I missed a story yesterday that uh, uh, brother Paul Weaver shared, and he was speaking of, of, of discerning the spirits. And he went in a he went in a shop, I think, to get some oil of molin, I think it was, it was just it's like an herbal essence oil. And he took the thing off the shelf. He looked there. There were several different varieties. And he went out to pay, and he said something went wrong in my spirit. And he just felt slower and slower. And he got out to the vehicle and he just, he took that back in and he said, do you have any other molten oil? And he said, well, sure we do. We have this other brain. He said, by the way, where did this come from? He said, oh, so-and-so makes this. Well, this man happened to be like a, a distant cousin. And he knew that this man was intensely involved in witchcraft. And there, I don't understand that, but God does. And Brother Paul was obedient. And he said, I walked out of there with that other mole and oil, and I was free and clear. You know, if God says something to us, and if we're in the humility of the Spirit and discerning these things, let's just listen. He is there and He abideth in us. And now, little children, abide in Him, that when... He shall appear; we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. I just want to have a few words on abiding in him, and I want to think and use the example. And you're, I just encourage you to do a study in the next while on, on these two paths: these the, the Gospel of John and First, excuse me, First John. But it's such a rich thing, you know. I, I challenge you uh, to take a vine and take a branch. And I challenge you to find the dividing point of the vine and the branch. Where's it at? Right in the center. Is it actually there? Is there any kind of... It's in kind dividing of point now, but that's where it goes. Right. So, right between... so that thing is grown out of there. And it's attached in the vine. And when you tear that apart, you're getting both. And I don't know, this may be crazy, but I've noticed a little collar, kind of, where a vine, where a branch connects to a vine, and I'm no... Thank you, I didn't realize that. It's, and it's on there, and I just like to picture that in my mind as like my purpose to abide in Him. I'm going to just make sure I'm of His fiber. I don't know if that actually fits here or not. But I like it. Let's abide in Him. Let's grow in Him because He says you can't bear fruit without me. And we want to bear fruit. Lots of fruit. Much fruit. And you know what fruit comes from? It comes from something flowing up through the root system. Up through the vine. Down into the branch. Koinonia. Abide in Him. Stay right there. I think we'll go to a very difficult passage. Many, many people, probably most people, maybe all people, have stumbled on this passage. And I'm just going to tell you today in all humility... I like what Brother Denny said about that generator, man. You know, we don't know the answers. Let's not try to be guessing. But I'll just share with you how it comes to me. And I am, if you, brethren, have other thoughts, I would just welcome that. If we have questions about this, because many people have stumbled on this passage. So let's read from the fourth verse through the eleventh verse of the third chapter Whosoever committeth sin, transgress also the law. For sin is the transgression of the law. And ye know that He was manifested to take away our sins. And so in Him, and in Him is no sin. Whosoever abideth in Him, sinneth not. And whoso sinneth, hath not seen Him, neither known Him. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil committeth, excuse me, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. And whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin. Because he is born of God. In this the children of God are manifest, and the children of the devil. Whosoever doth not righteousness, doeth not righteousness, is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. For this is the message that ye have heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. You know, the way that's put together, at least in our language, it seems like that, that it says something one place in 1 John, and, and here it's saying like, like if we never ever, the only hope we have is if our bodies never ever commit a sin, and we know that's impossible. And so what I'd like to do is shift our focus again to the essence of those things which are in us. The essence of fellowship, the essence of God in us, the Holy Ghost in us, and now the essence of the holy, or I'm sorry, the essence of the devil. And we heard there in the first chapter that in him is light and no darkness at all. And that Satan is a liar and the father of lies. And he's always been there. From the very beginning, he's he's, he's He—he's—he's—he He can't tell the truth. And so what we see here is black and white. And I think what he's telling us here is we need to be abiding in this vine. And He that is in us and that righteousness of Christ that we talked about that, that first or second day is our only hope. He's the only thing that's really white. And we're over here and He is in us. And that which abideth in us, that thing which abideth in us, does never sin. God never sins. And Satan never does righteousness. Now, he that committeth sin is of the devil. And I, I think, and I've heard this explained this way before, and I went back and looked at the words and, and it, I'm just going to present it this way, that he that habitually or continually sinneth... You remember the pig that Brother John Michael talked about yesterday. That pig cannot... He, his nature is to go to that mud. And what we discover when God is in us that we do not have that nature anymore. Now, our, our sin nature is never exempt from falling until the day we're glorified. But we can be, I like to picture it like this, as I have been freed from those terrible sins that God has put. I just like to picture, this is very simple, silly almost, but I like to picture these cattle gates around me, these tall green cattle gates that you get at the farm store. And, and, and there's a padlock chain on each one. And, and as I grow in Christ and as I abide in Him, the, they just get more and more. And they just keep going around and around and around and around. And pretty soon there's like 20 or 30 cattle gates between me and that lustful thought and, and, and all of that. And yet, if I willfully sin, I can go through that thing and I can chop them padlocks and I can go right out there and sin again. But if we abide in Him... He abides in us. His seed remaineth. He's not going to leave us or forsake us. You see, if we stay in Him, we have the power. He has cleansed us if we are born of Him. He will do that work in us. And we can disbelieve it. And and He's called a comforter. And we can be comforted in that. We can rest in the reality of God in us. Not only our hope of eternity, but that thing which is saving us from sin today. Does that make sense? And ye know that He was manifested to take away our sins, and in Him is no sin. And He that abideth in Him sinneth not, and whosoever is the pig still, I'm going to say, was never born of Him. I think that's what He's saying here in my, in my understanding. Now I, I'm open for... This is a difficult passage, the way it's put together in our language, and I don't, uh, I don't claim to have all the answers here. But I do believe in what we just said, that I know, that He that abideth in us sinneth not, and if we're in Him... He will not leave us, and that seed remaineth, and I rest in that seed, and I rejoice in that victory in Christ Jesus. And if I have anything to do about it, I'm in the light, brethren. Amen. Amen. Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. So we continue on down through the third chapter. And we come into love again. And this is the message that you have heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. And we know that we have passed from death into life because we love the brother and he's, he's doing a work in us. He says here in the 14th verse, we know that we have passed from death unto life because, because we're... Brother, I, wish, I forgot to ask you, Brother Russ. I was wanting that poster up here of the fruits of the Spirit. Would you mind doing that? Because that is something we just need to hold before our eyes. That's part of the knowledge of the seed that is in us. And something we can comfort our hearts before us. And he's going to talk here a little bit. We may, I'm not sure if we're going to hit all the verses. But he's going to talk about this thing whenever I'm not able to love that person in feeling. And I'm wondering, man, am I falling out of God here? And yet he says, if you do my commandments. And if you continue in me. And if you love me. And then we look back at our lives and we say, wow. I have had joy. I have had peace. I have had long-suffering. And that didn't come from anything that I did. That was God in me. And and, and this thing begins, It's a. I said it in the beginning, but this is a circle. And our lives are a circle. We are flesh. And we go around and around and around and around. We have our up times. We have our down times. And yet God keeps saying, you can be sure over here. And you can be sure over here. When you're in me, you'll know. And when, you, when you're not feeling so much in me, but you know that these works are still happening in you, you can assure yourself, and pretty soon we're back over here in the Lord. What a joy. The seed remaineth. And we can rest in that seed. Abide in Him. He, he goes down through here and he says, uh, let's just read this real quickly. Hereby we perceive the love of God, because He laid down His life for us, and we ought to lay our lives down for the brethren. But whoso hath this world's good, and seeth his brother hath need, and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him. Thank you, brother. My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And hereby we shall know that we are of the truth, And assure our hearts before Him. For if our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. And I would just like to say this about this verse. I view this verse like this. That if something is going on in our heart, there's hope. We We can come to the foot of the cross and lay that heart open before God. And God is greater than our heart. And He will lovingly touch that thing in our life. And He will bring it back around. Because the next verse says, Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us. And that's where we want to be. You know, I, I, I've just been thinking about this all weekend. I, I was, again, I'll mention Brother Paul um, there that I mentioned before and he was in my prayer group one time and we were having this discussion on, on being born again or not. And we, some of us were wondering about that. And, and, and he said, well, I tell people, if, if, you, if you're having questions, let's just get down on our knees and settle it. You see, sometimes we make this thing so huge. It's just a matter of coming to God. And if our heart's condemning us, well, let's just open our hearts to God. Amen? And then if our heart does not condemn us, then we have confidence towards God. And we're in the running again. And we're in the rejoicing again. And our joy is full. And this is this commandment that we should believe in the name of His Son Jesus Christ and love one another as He hath given us commandment. And he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him, and he in him. You see, he says it there again. If you do my commandments, the Father and I are going to come and we are going to make our abode with you. Not set up camp. We're setting up house. The seed remaineth. Praise the Lord. And hereby, we know That he abideth in us by the spirit which he hath given us. That spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And so now, here comes the Antichrist. And these spirits, and they are tempting and pulling in the first part of the fourth verse. And this spirit of deception... And then in verse four, he just says, ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And they that are of the world, they are of the world. Therefore, they speak of the world. You see, it's it's getting real clear now. We don't have to to sweat this thing. We are in the we are abiding in Christ and, and, and our love towards men and the rejoicing in this cycle and the, the fruits coming out of our life and and the purpose of heart in this, and we're just rejoicing, and it's growing, and this thing of deception, and it's just pretty easy to be not an issue. And they speak of the world, and the world heareth them. We are of God, and he that knoweth God heareth us, and he that is not of God heareth us not. Hereby we know the spirit of truth, and the spirit of error." Beloved, let us love one another for love is of God and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He comes back around again. It's just like he keeps saying this from so many angles, but it's love the Father, purpose to love man. The feelings will come back. We'll come back over here. We will actually love. Sometimes our security will be in that or our our knowledge, our anchor, and that will get us back over here. And we're just human He said, just keep pressing in. In this, the love of God towards us was manifested. And I'm not going to go through that again. No man hath seen God. I do want to say this. No man hath seen God at any time. If we love one another... God dwelleth in us, and His love is perfected in us. Beloved, no man hath seen God at any time. As He He is, so are we in the world. And this is so important, because when we are abiding, and the essence of God is in us, and this thing is flowing through us, we are testifying. And when we do not that's why all men shall know that ye are my disciples. Now we must quickly move on. And you can just follow me as I go down through this. I'm not going to cite the chapter and verse. This love casts out fears. In John 17, he said, oh, back to this thought here, in John 17, he said, I pray not for the world. Now, why would he say that? But he says, I pray for them. And I think it's because we are in the world and we are the ones he's, he has prayed for. He says, uh, while I was in the world, I kept them, but now the Holy Ghost is doing that work in us. This love casts out fear. If you have fear and I have fear, we can heave that fear. That fear goes away when we abide over here in the light, when we're resting in God, when the fibers are so locked tight. And we we can just rest in the reality. Just like those disciples did in that boat. We're with Jesus. And the the waves are tossing high. And and I've never been on sea, but they tell me that the, the thing can go vertical. I mean, we're talking serious, I don't know if it could be that way over there. But we're talking serious fear. And I, I, I have to confess, I don't know if it was fear or self-focus or what, but I felt just a little bit of that yesterday. I, I, I was struggling to release myself. And I needed to go somewhere and get quiet with God and get focused on the souls of men and on the work of God in me. But where, where we are in God and abiding in Him, there's no fear. And we can heave that fear and cast it at the foot of Jesus. We love Him because He first loved us. We need to love and we can experience His power. And then by that we experience His love and so on. Into John, 1 John 5. You see, we are blood brothers, the first verse. And sometimes we waver in these feelings of love towards each other. And He brings us back with our knowledge of love for Him and keeping His commandments. This is simply an upward cycle of overcoming the world. And just read down through that as we go. For whosoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world. Even our faith But it's not faith in faith. It's faith in God. It's faith in abiding in Christ. It's faith in the reality of His presence. It's faith in the abiding seed in us. It's resting in what God is doing in us and for us. And taking all these scriptures and just letting them be real to us. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? And this, he came, this is He that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ. Not by water only, but by water and blood. And this, it is the Spirit that beareth witness, because the Spirit is truth. And I wanted to make this comment about this little segment of Scripture. I am actually not positive uh, what exactly, I'm not positive, And I would be glad for some help from any of you on exactly what the water is here. I think the blood is the reality of the blood, uh, the blood, the flesh of Jesus Christ. But he came of water and blood. But here, let's read on. For there are three that bear witness in record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. And there are three that bear witness in earth, the Spirit, which is the same as the Holy Ghost, and the water and the blood. So even though I don't know for sure what the water and the blood is, I know that we are of the same thing that He was. So I do know that much. And that Spirit is bearing witness here. And that Spirit is bearing witness here, like Brother uh, Denny was showing, that we have a common bond in this, in this life, this eternal life that is flowing through us. And this thing is bearing witness in the Godhead. And this thing is bearing witness in our very flesh. This is a miracle. And these three agree in one. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God which he hath testified in his Son. He that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. And he that believeth not, God hath made him a liar because he believeth not the record that God gave of his Son. And this is the record that God hath given to us, eternal life. And this life is in his Son. Just let that, reality. we've went over this so much, I know. But just let that be real to us. That was, let's see here. These things I have written unto you. This is the fourth time he said that in this in this Scripture. You can review those other times. But these things, and this is the re- reason he's written it. These things have I written unto you that you believe on the name of the Son of God that ye may know that ye have eternal life. His seed remaineth. And I've written so that you may know that you have eternal life. And That ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. Why did he say that? I think it's that cycle thing again. We go through these cycles. That you may know you have life, and then you can be back in here and believe on the name of the Son, and life is coming through. What a God. And this is the confidence that we have in Him. That if we ask anything according to His will... He heareth us. This is the first time we've touched on this subject. And I find it very interesting that he waited until the last half of the fifth part of this chapter with everything else he has been putting in this cycle. But brothers and sisters, this, this is what I am learning. This is probably the biggest thing I have learned this week, in this, even, to, even today, even yesterday, as I studied this. And James makes this so clear. We we have not because we ask not. And yet we want to consume these things on our lust. Isn't that over here in in darkness? We want to consume them on our lust. And he he gives us the illustration of Elijah. And he said, Elijah was flesh and blood just like you are. And he asked and and it rained. And Jesus said four times back there when we read it. He, and He wove it all through that. And it seems like He's very much wanting us to be asking. And because there's one exciting thing, when we are in Christ, and we are in Him, and this is dwelling within us, you see, our will is beginning to be His will. We are beginning to, in our body, desire the very things He is. So is, it, is there any question... I mean... <clears throat> Like over there yesterday in Seattle. It is His will to save men. And we can pray, and when we're in Him, He wants to answer those prayers. Brother uh, John Michael had the testimony of, in the name of Jesus, don't touch me. And that lady did not touch him. I understand that right. It's a simple faith. And I can have this testimony. It's so simple. It's, it's like this power is so much a part of us. And we don't even, we don't even notice the light that is coming forth. But I was struggling. And we, we were walking around. And uh, we would made a few attempts and so forth. And I had my family there. And I was kind of wrestling between all of this. And uh, Connor and I went on a little walk. And we come back. And I said, why don't we just sit here on this park bench? And I sat there and I just said just a very short prayer. Lord, just, uh, just show someone. Just, just let's just... just uh, if you have someone that needs to hear, just show them. Just, just make this manifest. And it wasn't very... I mean, it was almost... I, this, this is just so every day that you almost miss the glory of it. And this gentleman was walking by and I was sitting here and he walked by and he got to hear and he just stopped. And he turned around Said, how are you today? And I don't know what kind of seed was planted there. I listened for a long time about, he was an uh, environmental scientist, and, and his big his thing is ecumenic, ecumenicism. And in his mind, possibly part of the reason he stopped was because he thinks Seattle is too snob, snobby. He thinks we ought to be more friendly and we ought to accept all people. And uh, he grew up Catholic, and I could tell you a story later. And, and, I, and, and as we were talking there, Connor slipped him a track. Well, he can't not accept that. And he picked that thing up, and he said, Thank you, young man. What's your name? I will read this tonight. What's God doing? And he says, ask, ask. I want to give this to you. And I'll just tell you an area of my life that I'm struggling with is believing that because I get so self focused, I don't know, I don't, I, I just don't know the difference hardly, and it's just so hard to believe that God really wants to do things that would actually bless me. You know, it's amazing. But we listened to George Mueller on the way up here, and and that man, there was some prerequisites, and I think it, it's contained in the in the. Former messages that we've given here. He did not love the world. I'll just give you one short example. Oh my, better not. <sighs> I have permission? <laughs> um, he loved not the world. he came come home with his new bride and she had set out her heirloom silverware. And he said... She was so pleased. She had worked all day long. And she had arranged the house. And he said, My dear wife, this cannot be. We're preaching the word of God. And I'm ministering to the poor. And we cannot do this. The word of God forbids. And in his faithfulness, doing everything he knew, God attended that man's prayers. Every one, as far as I know because he was in God and God was in him he makes it very clear that willful blasphemers and I was so thankful for brother John Michael's simple explanation of that blasphemy in that context we don't have to fear that thing and be scared of it I I mean, we need to be scared of it, but it's not like we're just going to accidentally step in it one day. Verses 19, 20, and 21. And we know that the Son of God has come and hath given us an understanding that we may know Him that is true. And we are in Him that is true. Even in His Son, Jesus Christ, this is the true God and eternal life. That's why I put exclamation points over here. Brothers and sisters, we are privileged. We are privileged. Live in Him. And then He gives us this one last reminder of a parting shot. Little children, hew down the idols. Don't forget. These things will get us. Do you see the glorious higher ground? Do you see how much richer this is than that cheap gospel where I'm saved and unconditionally positioned and I'm living like a pig? you see it? What a, this is higher ground. Young people, this has been a joy. This has been a dream of mine. And I got here and I felt so unprepared. But oh, Lord, I've dreamed for this for years. Here, I'm going to blow it. And the Lord said, Oh, no, wait a minute here. This is about me, not you. <laughs> Take your candles. Go light the world. Go light your fellow youth. Go light your church. Go light your community. Go light the lost. God bless you. I love you very much.